forward. Strike news. Good news. The writer's strike is over. Uh, tentatively, right? Like they came to like a little agreement. They came to an agreement. They just need to sign it. That's the only thing pending. Which actually that could blow up because apparently the big, the two big things were wages and the use of AI. Uh, so apparently they came to a tentative agreement that barbs the use of AI and ups the pay. But that's also assuming that the studios keep their word and you know a contract's made that honors both sides. Yeah. So I we'll mean, see about that. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Now the actors have to make a a deal. And hopefully they get they get what they deserve. They get paid. Hopefully. Except for Adam Conover. He go to hell. Who? Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. Why <laughs> why do you hate him? He's annoying. Like, have you ever like really listened to his videos? Honestly, no. I think I'm surprised he's not a talk show host. Like he I seem like it he seems had like that he show on True TV that Adam Ruins Everything. Aside from that, whenever I've seen him like on podcasts and interviews, he comes off like a jackass. You think it's because he he uh, smells his own shit or what? I think he does. I think a lot of celebrities do. Yeah, sounds about right. Fair enough. Ah, but yeah. So hopefully everything's done. Hopefully we can get back to normal films and shit because uh, big releases are coming up and big movies got pushed back by a month, a couple months. So we'll see. I mean, like, like so waiting on Stranger Things five, dude. Fuck Stranger Things five, Dune. Uh, I want to say Dune. Ugh. I'm being sarcastic. I'll have to try three times to watch that movie. I can't. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like seeing the trailer, I was like, "There's nothing in this trailer that makes me want to watch this movie whatsoever." I think it's one of those movies that it, it does look epic. I just don't care. Yeah, but, like you know how some people saw the Lord of the Rings trailers and were like, "Who gives a fuck?" I feel like one of those. Like I, I just don't care now. No, because that wasn't the case. Everyone loved Lord of the Rings. I'm sure if I scour the world, you're can, wrong. I can find one person that was not Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings was actually good compared to Dune. <clears throat> was the Rings of Power any good? I couldn't get into it. Don't know why, just couldn't get into it. I, I'll I'll have to try again, see mm-hmm. if it's good or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I just there's something I couldn't get into. Fuck it. If you ever want to, let me know. We can review it. I'll watch it. For you, I need something to force me to watch it. It was on my list, but I never got around to it. Mm. You got a fucking Halo show and no one watched it. Oh, well, I mean, it was on Paramount Plus. Yeah, but also like okay, like Yellowstone. How many people Plus. do you know have Paramount Plus? <clears throat> no, I, and I agree. But here's the thing: how many people do you know have Paramount Plus for Yellowstone, for example? They, that show was so Yellow, good. It's not on Paramount Plus. Was it Paramount Plus at first? It, it was, but then it moved to Peacock. Is that when it got popular on Peacock? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, well, if it's a really good show, it should drive people to the product. Which is weird because it is a Paramount show and they have the spinoffs, the prequels on Paramount Plus. The only one that they don't have is Yellowstone. 
That's because they want people to watch Yellowstone, and hopefully it drives traffic to Paramount Plus. But it's on Peacock. Yeah, you watch it. You watch Yellowstone on Peacock, and then you're like, "Fuck, I want to watch the other ones." Where can I watch them? Paramount Plus. Fuck. All right, we'll go watch Paramount Plus. It's just funny right now because streaming uh, companies are in a fucking panic right now. What do you mean? I mean, HBO's offloading a bunch of their shows on Netflix. Yeah, I believe it to subsidize that way they can afford. Ballers is on Netflix. Pacific is on Netflix. Band of Brothers is on Netflix right now. You know what? It might also be shows that weren't really popular on the streaming service that they're like, "Fuck it, dump it on Netflix." People will watch it, get addicted, and bring it back. It should hopefully drive viewers back. But that might be the strategy. I think it's also like they're not making a ton of money on their streaming service, so they're like, "Fuck, we need we need to rent some shit out." Oh, no, no, no. I can guarantee you they're making plenty on the ranks. I went to HBO. Let's see. Max subscriber. Let's see. Max subscription. No, not Max subsidized on subscriber. Well, no, it's a little fishy because not even Netflix is that desperate. Let's see. They, as of right now, have. 96.1 million subscribers worldwide. So even on the low plan of 10 bucks a month, they're making almost a billion dollars a month. I guarantee you, they're not bleeding for money. Oh, I know. It's a little weird. I, I guarantee you. It's probably just like, well, what shows aren't doing great? Let's offload them to Netflix. Netflix will pay us for that. And we can use that to continue to make our own original product. Mm. Business. I don't but, know. Uh, but yeah. Hopefully the writer the strike strike will be over hopefully very soon to end agreement and then hopefully hopefully those Netflix. ninnies known as actors will finally get their tits out of a tussle and agree to a deal. You want Stranger Things five so bad, don't you? Well, I mean it's kind of, it's the same deal as Yellowstone. Yellowstone got fucked because of Cosner, so now it, the part two of season five is left in limbo because of him. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> they said hopefully season five will be released mid uh spring mid twenty twenty five, hopefully. Like I think <laughs> they ba- barely like filmed anything, if that's the case. Do, do you understand that we've ha- by the time this movie comes out, there will be major life changes between now and then for all of us. Yeah. All right, uh, you want to talk about this movie? No one will save you. Sure. Bernie, hit the intro. Hey, everybody! This is Fernando from the Robike Podcast, and today we are reviewing a somewhat unknown movie because I didn't know it fucking came out. Uh, that released on Hulu, no one will save you. Correct. No one will save you. Just premiered on Hulu, uh, starring no one will save you. The chick from Booksmart. Also from uh, Last, right, Man Last Man Standing. Standing. Thank you. Starring Caitlin uh, Dever. Bryn finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from unearthly intruders so this film and you know i don't even fuck about Rotten tomato 
But uh, average viewer rating has it set at seven out of ten. Overly positive reviews, you know. I say that's um, about right. It's it's a good movie. I won't say great, but it's a really good movie. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say it like breaks the bank. Like, dude, like you need to watch this movie. Like, I thought it was a good movie. I think it makes signs look like a fucking kids movie. Let me ask you this: If this movie released in theaters, do you think it would have made like a decent amount of money? No. No, no. it's a streaming movie then. Yeah, right. Uh, it's one of those mid-budget movies that you know we always spouting off about. Uh, only twenty-two million dollars. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Bryn, we're introduced to her. She's a seamstress, still living at home in a admittedly a beautiful home. I was like, this is bullshit. The most unrealistic thing about this movie is that she can just be making dresses on Etsy and afford that house. Well, she's uh, probably living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she, I think she lives in a small town. In the uh, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird because when we first see her, she's very obviously the town pariah. Like, no one talks to her. People look down at her. People, like, don't they even say hi. At her. It, shit. They, well, one spits on her. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's like the town pariah. No friends whatsoever. Cut off from the outside world, and then that same night, we get a home invader. And and this, did you see the trailer? Uh, I had started watching it because I was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" And I started watching it, and then I was like, "Let me watch the trailer." I got like two minutes into it, and then I started watching the trailer. I was like, "Oh shit, it's an alien movie," which I feel like alien movies are not really done a lot anymore, unless I think it's like. Done. Well, they Unless, like, they're that. trying to be, like, a like an Independence Day type movie. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So, initially, during the trailer, I thought, oh, it's a home invasion. She's going to defend herself. Turns out, it kind of is. But, but with uh, aliens. I, it's not a bad twist. It's, it's safe house, but with aliens. Yeah, I like <laughs> the aliens aspect. I mean, the aliens, I thought, were pretty fucking terrifying. Well, that's another thing, man. Like, in most movies, they, like, show you brief glimpses. Now, we get a bunch of shots, like, full-length uh, views of these aliens, and they look creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's it's pretty much your typical alien. Big gray body, long gray body, big eyes, and then, like, oval-shaped head. Or, well, like, almond-shaped head. But, like, we get, like, three variations. We get, like, the normal one, the short one, and then we get, the like, the fucking spider big one. one was creepy as fuck. Dude, that one. If that thing crawled at me, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, but she was smart. She trapped it in her car. I would have fucking screamed. <laughs> I would pay for that. If that fucking um, tall, gangly creature started chasing me, I'm like, I'm fucking screaming. I'm dead. Uh, but no, so that's big son bitch. Uh, so. We get the encounter with the first alien that, like, fucks with Bryn. She's trying to protect herself. She ends up stabbing him in the fucking head. Oh, yeah, uh, with, like, a trophy, no? No, or with something. part of the... Remember that little town that she had that she had built? Oh, yeah, the little perfect town. Yeah. Uh, she stabs him in the skull with it, uh, goes to the police station, walks in, and meets uh, a cop and his wife, um, and gets mod. Meet mod. Get spit on by the mother, and we're like, "What the fuck?" There's no dialogue up to this point, by the way. Like, no. This movie has one line. 
and that's it. And then, uh, I mean, later on, we come to find out who these people are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she gets put on, Bring goes back home, and decides to start fortifying her house. They're like, yo! Dude, I was like, what the fuck happened? Why? I don't know what I mean. Well, because you would assume... You don't like maybe. how people look. And you just spit at them. Is that what you do? Do you spit on people for any? You feel proud of yourself? Walking down the street? No, I, I just flick things at them. At the gym, you see some poor kid trying his best. Just fucking trip him on the squat rack. Yep. Kick him right in the back of the knee. Don't fall, on. bitch. You're so small, bitch. Fucking, okay, so we get... <clears throat> so bring home alone to her house. Ready to defend yourself. Uh-huh. And then uh, we get really home alone in her house. She just kind of like barricades it. But she boils water. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. She kind of she sets up some traps, like she like fortifies some spots. Yeah. Um, takes on. I think she takes on the short alien first. Yeah, they send the short one after her. The little motherfucker that uh, I would admit the little thing was pretty creepy. Um. She's able to fend uh, the ledger. Let's see where scissors. She uses as a weapon, but telekinesis mm-hmm. fucks with her, which like it's so almost over like, overwhelming. Like rather than go talk to these people, she'd actually be like, "I'm gonna go fight these aliens rather than deal with my shame." That should say something about the shit that she's been through. Um. But she ends up fighting. She fends off the little one, and yeah. then fights the big motherfucker. She fucking fucks up that little one pretty bad. Um, she stabs her, right? Yeah. So it starts attacking her. She gets a a mop and starts poking it. And it fucking breaks it. So spear, and then she fucking spears it through the through the shoulder into like the wall, and then his head is like kind of dangling. And she fucking smashes the head in with a with a cabinet uh, door. Yeah, and then we get the alien controlled dude. Um, oh, the mailman. Yeah. Who tries was to this, force? Was this when she gets on the bus? Uh, dude, fuck! I don't remember when did she get on the bus. I want to uh, say. I want to say it's after the little one. Oh, no, she rides on the bus, and then she's forced to go home. Wait, no, so she actually tries to flee. My bad. She mm. tries to leave, and then the bus happens, and then she goes home, and then she deals with the big motherfucker. Yep. Um, no, wait, she deals with the mailman, beats the mailman, and then that's when the third, much larger alien comes after her. Mm, um, the large, gangly-looking one. I want to win. It was on top of her house. I was, I was done. I was like, why didn't she just jump in the bushes? Uh, I'm pretty it. sure they would have found her eventually. I don't know. Um, but Bryn traps it in her station wagon and ignites it and sets yeah, it on fire. It clawing at her, and then he knocks out the gas line, and she has a lighter in her pocket. And she fucking lights that shit on fire. Yeah. 
<laughs> really <laughs> just pissing off the aliens. Um, dude, and they're like, we've said four after you. How the fuck are you still going? Um, she runs back into her home, and then the same million that interacted with her earlier, um, go to the room. One that sent her through the wall? Yes, I think it was that one. When she was um, like, a, when she was gonna attack him, and then she's like, whoop, you thought, bitch, have fun going through the wall. And then, so she gets restrained by Red Ray, and he releases this ugly tentacle-looking motherfucker into her mouth and we just get like the most disgusting feeling of what the hell um tentacle thing goes inside her mouth and then she begins to like almost daydream or deja vu i don't know what the fuck you want to call it into her perfect world where her mother still exists i guess it would be daydream yeah and mod is still alive her her lover her bff for life i don't know what her life it was um did you think mod was dead in the beginning or did you think that she was still alive i thought she was dead but i didn't realize why she was i thought maybe like she died in like a terrible car accident or something like maybe Bryn caused it Mm. where they both got hit but mod got the worst of it so she died and Bryn lived i thought Mm. that's what we were going you know Mm. like guilt like oh if i hadn't suggested we go out to to save the puppy or whatever we both you know she'd still be alive or whatever Yep, all your fault. Um, but she's able to break the hallucination, pulls out the tentacle creature. Oh, um, and then they end up. I think they dropped off a body double of Bryn. Oh yeah, they were they created a body double out of the the little thing that was in her for like I don't know maybe five minutes. Yeah, and they were able to create a body double, and then the body double fucking stabs her. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they, they and that's when they find the woods, right? Yeah, a body double stabs her, but then Bryn has a fucking box cutter and stabs her in the neck. Um, yeah, she just goes full gangster on her. Uh, she's able to try. She tries to escape, but then she gets caught by another flying saucer. Which also, these are traditional aliens that look terrified. Like, yeah, they don't really go like. Over the top of the aliens, like they did in Quiet Place, or mm, I mean Independence Day. I guess you could say Independence Day. Um, alien, alien. Yeah, these are your these are your run of the mill aliens. I mean, aside aside from the tiny one and the fucking huge one. But like even then, they're minor variations on the same design. I think that says something. The fact that they're like. We're going to do the most basic bitch uh, design that we can do, and you're still going to be terrified. I mean, it was better than Nope. I fucking hated that movie. We didn't even see- Oh, that's right. We did see The Alien. I like that movie. Why didn't you? Why'd you hate it? I hated Nope. I thought it was the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. I, I think it was dumb. I think I liked it a lot more, though, because of what it was with. I thought the ending was fucking stupid. When he lived, or what do you mean? Or what part? Well, one, the alien. I thought the alien was fucking just god-awful. Two, I thought the story made god-awful no sense whatsoever. Like, And what really pissed me off was that the tr- the the marketing for the movie like marketed it better than what the movie actually was. Wasn't it nominated for an Oscar? I don't know. Yeah. So was Shakespeare in Love, but we're still not talking about Shakespeare in Love, are we? 
Don't you mean shake a spear in my? Oh, girl, I'm in the movies. I'm watching Shakespeare in Love. Let's That's see. right. I got you on candid camera. Oh, okay. No Oscars. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, but not even for effects. I'm honestly surprised about that. I'm not. The effects weren't that great. I thought they were fine. They were very minor compared to what most people normally do. Oh, Dark Skies. Dark Skies was another good alien movie that didn't get a lot of love. I don't think I saw that. Which one was Dark Skies? It's kind of like uh, not found footage, but it follows a family who's like going through shit, and then um, it's kind of like a doc, not documentary style, but like yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie. It has J.K. Simmons in it. Not that bad. What was that one with Mila Jovovich? Mila Jovovich. The one, uh, the fourth kind or the fifth kind? Oh, yeah, the fourth kind, too. I love that movie. That movie scared the fuck out of me when it came out. <laughs> I, eh, I never cared about it, to be honest with you. I mean, because it looked fucking real. Let me see if you were... Well, because most people thought it was real. That's the fucking thing. Yeah, it looked fucking real. Like, it would cut from, like, the movie to quote-unquote real footage. Let's see here. Found it. Okay. Yeah, the fourth kind. It's crazy. It it only made $15 million on a $10 million budget. Nah, I feel like it deserved better. Still not bad. I mean, $10 million, 50 mil. I mean, yeah, it's, not, I mean it's not uh, paranormal activity, but still pretty good. Monster hunting. Okay, so let's go back. So the aliens get her into the flying saucer, which again is the most basic alien-like transport that they got, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of telepathically like go through her head and run all her worst memories through her. And that's when we find out. We see the cop devastated. We see the parents devastated. Yeah. We find out that um, during an argument that she had with Maud, uh, Maud pu- pushes her down, Bryn grabs a rock, and strikes I know, way to head. go, Bryn, fucking going all out with a fucking argument there. <laughs> Like, she didn't threaten her or anything. She's just like, I'm going to really show this bitch what's what right now. But then but then that's when we get the most, probably the most powerful line in the whole, fu- the only line in the whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Fucking dialogue. I'm so sorry. That's it. Very simple. I'm so sorry. Which I, apparently, so the director, I watched one of his interviews. He said that the reason why he wanted to direct a movie with no dialogue, one, he wanted to see if he could fucking do it. Like he just wanted to be like, let me try this. Let me see if I can. Not surprised. Uh, but the other part was because of how powerful the "I'm sorry" is in a movie full of dialogue. And "I'm sorry" means nothing. But when all the events leading up to it have been nothing but action, and you finally get a breath, and the only thing you can think of is that you want to apologize, hopefully that adds more weight to it. I've heard dumber excuses. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aliens seemingly converse with one another, and they're like. She's good. She's good. Oh, he executive produced Babysitter Killer Queen. Fuck, they ruined that sequel. I mean, was the first Babysitter any good? I never saw it. The first Babysitter was actually a fun, campy horror movie. And then the fucking second one was just dog shit. You think it's speak? I know the second one that they had, uh, 
negative reviews. I think partially because they brought back so much of the original cast rather than like, fuck it, let's build on this from here. I don't know. It the one, I don't know. There was just something about it that was just dog shit. But I think okay, think about it like this. Do you think they had a chance to be good if they just bring back everyone? Or do you think they should have like, okay, fuck it, build and go in a new direction? Still horror based, still like supernatural, I but like the story out of the gate wasn't good. Or the second one or the first one? The second one. But that's what I mean though. You're hamstrung by the toys you got. You know what yeah. I mean? He executive have... produced the second one. He wrote the first one. And executive produced it. That actually kind of explains it. It might have just been that he really cared about the first one, but the second one was mandated, so he was like, I'll just give you notes. He also wrote Underwater, Lo- and Love and Monsters, Cocaine Bear as well. He was the executive producer on a Cocaine Bear. Um, I'll defend I... Cocaine Bear and Underwater. I like Cocaine Bear. It's funny. Uh, uh, Monsters was okay. Underwater was okay. It wasn't bad. It. I mean, they had a pretty decent fucking scary monster in there. Yeah, Jesus. At the very end. Um. Let's see what else. I mean, he has had a bad career. I hope he's on the upswing. I'll say that much. No. As far as like bad career, no. I, I'm. I'm wondering if they took. Killer Queen, uh, Babysitter 2 out of, like, off his hands. I made him just executive produce it, and that's why it sucked. Because, I mean, it doesn't really make sense that he wrote the first one, executive produced, and then the second one, they didn't have him write it. I mean, it might just... So, from a writer's perspective, like, as far as I know, in some of the situations... You're not a writer. No, but I know the world. So, it may have been one of the situations where... He sells off like, okay, I'll let you have it, but I get a silver dollar in the bank. Meaning, down the line, you have to work with me and help me with another idea that I have. Uh, well, he. Um, wrote, well, this was his first directing credit. No, it's a second. Are you sure? Because first I one was called see... Spontaneous. Oh, okay. Uh, but like a writing credit. No, like, you're right. He helped write Skull Island. So, I mean, maybe that's the silver dollar he had, or maybe it was this Well, one. the show, not the movie. Yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's it, or maybe he just took the money and ran. It was like, fuck it, I'm not going to do anything more with this. I mean, the property doesn't mean enough to me for me to hold on to it, so fuck it. Maybe. And, um, so, and so, yeah, they go into the spaceship. They start uh, picking through uh, Bryn's brain. And they're like, oh, look, what's this little tidbit of information? And they see that she fucking nails her friend in the face with a rock after a simple push. Way to fucking take it too far, Bryn. And then that's where the thing shifts. That's where the movie shifts. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, because, I mean, these aliens are really trying to fucking kill her. But it's weird because it's almost like they have, I don't want to say that they are empathetic, but it's almost like they do have some empathy. Like, oh, this poor human suffered. Here, here's a bone. Here's a treat. Or maybe they're just tired of losing people. That might be true. Maybe she's the last human. Maybe she fought back harder than any other human. She killed Bob. No one can kill Bob. 
Dude, we couldn't kill Bob. That's what you said him on them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it is an odd ending because it's just like, why? Why would they have this sympathy towards her? I don't know. But so yeah, yeah they they show sympathy towards her for some reason, and then they drop her down back to earth. Uh, without the tentacle controlling her. Yeah, that... without any mind control or anything. They just leave her alone. Um, sometime later, Brynn is living in her... Her house is fixed, seemingly, or being fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, all the residents of the town like her. They're all waving, saying hello, welcoming her everywhere. They're all possessed by aliens. Yeah, which I wonder why that is. I wonder if they just thought, you know what, she can exist in this world, she's no threat. Or I wonder if they're like she's suffering now, like she doesn't need this. So it's an odd, it's an odd question. Well, see, like this movie feels, it reminds me of like an old Twilight episode almost, because like in the end, she no, but see, okay, like tell me this doesn't sound like the end of a Twilight episode. At the beginning of the story, she's the town pariah; no one talks to her. Aliens invade. Now, when she goes into town, she's welcomed. Everyone has says waves to her. She dances with everyone. It's her paradise now. Like, tell uh, me that's not a Twilight episode. Ah, uh, yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, now she's you know has peace with her neighbors. Life is good, and still no dialogue. The only dialogue in this movie is "I'm sorry." Ah, man, it, this movie. I think I started to notice like halfway through. I was like, she hasn't really said anything in this movie. Dude, I noticed about seven minutes in because I was like, wait, they haven't said a fucking word yet. And that's when I was like, wait a second. And I started noticing, I'm like, they're not going to say a goddamn word this whole movie, are they? You can say I honestly reading in someone's face. But yeah, so that's that's the movie. So so you just saw the movie randomly. You just felt like watching it for no good reason. Yeah. It just popped up on Hulu and I was like, eh, let's check it out. What's it called? He, holy shit, dude. He wrote this movie on a dare in 2019. And 20th Century acquired the script and hired him to direct it in 2021. 20th Century, were they still around or was that Disney by them? Uh, I was in pre Disney. It was April twenty twenty one, and I think they were acquired by Disney. Oh shit! No, they bought them in twenty nineteen, so they were already owned by Disney by the time that happened. So this is a Disney movie, technically, yeah. Oh, interesting. But huh. yeah, you wrote this movie on a dare. <laughs> I bet you can't fucking write a movie without wor- putting any words in it. I fucking dare you. Oh, you think you don't think I can fucking do it? You don't think I can fucking do it? I'll put three words in it, bitch. He feels like a jackass when he went to go see it. (laughs) Oh, bitch! He only put three words. You gotta respect, man. That's a flex. If anything else, that's a flex. Like, watch this. Oh yeah, because he didn't just direct. He wrote. He produced. Did everything. No. Well, maybe this movie will open up more doors. I'm kind of like James Wan. Like he did, well, I mean, that's did... what Disney's been doing that I've been noticing with 20th Century. Yeah. It's all, it's really their like artsy movies. I like, mean, you need a camp. movie for that. 
Huh? You need a win for that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like like theater camp, this one. Like it's all pretty much like the artsy movies that they're doing. I wonder you if know, Deadpool three will come out through twentieth century studios. Well, Deadpool three is gonna is officially a part of the MCU, right? I believe so. Yeah, it says here's the thirty fourth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, it's supposed I, to kill the. It's supposed to kill the. The Fox, uh, cinematic universe. Let's see here, mutation. Yeah, according to this, it's a fish out of water story for Deadpool. I, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like that Lo- that Hugh Jackman's coming back. Why? I thought Logan was a perfect ending. It feels like Shawn Michaels coming back. I know it's gonna be better, but it's like you had the perfect retirement. Why? He's still dead. It's not the same Logan. Don't get your tits in a tussle. Hey, I'm still gonna fucking watch it. I just part of me is like, ah, that was the perfect retirement though. Name He's one superhero dead. that had like name one superhero that had the perfect ending other than Logan. Movie superhero? Or superhero I, in general. I would movie superhero. I would say the only two that can compare is Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, because no one has really had a legit ending. Tobey Maguire never had a legit ending as Spider Man. Andrew Garfield never had a legit ending as Spider Man. Um, Bruce Wayne, maybe uh, Christian Bale. Even then, I thought his ending was stupid. His ending was not as good as Logan's. I am a you know how much I love Batman, but even yeah. I'll say this: Logan was a better. I thought Dark Knight Rises. I honestly, I thought Dark Knight Rises was just weird. I went back to watch it. I have a new appreciation for it. I see what Nolan's going for. Dude, is it the best of the trilogy? Fuck no. But I get it's he was, not as bad as people. I get he was probably hamstrung by the fact that Heath Ledger, you know, died. Well, you know the original story, right? For the sequel? The ori- like yeah, it's supposed Legend. to have Joker in it. It was Joker on trial. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. Can't do it. He's dead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, apparently, the only time they mention Joker and The Dark Knight Rises in the movie or in anything is in the book. All, there's one sentence where they empty everyone out of uh, out of the prison and they're like, hey, the Joker guy, he's downstairs in uh, solitaire, like in maximum. Do we release him too? And uh, one of the guys is like, fuck no. Like, well, no, leave him alone. Leave him there. And that's it. Mm. That's the only mention that he's in solitaire. That's it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that was no one can save you. Bernie, what would you score this movie? You know, I actually enjoyed it. Like I didn't hate this movie. And it's it's one of those movies on Rotten Tomatoes where the critics like it, the audience is like eh on it. But it's at like fifty nine percent, so majority of the audience kind of likes it. Yeah. Um I guess I'm in that camp of like I actually enjoy it. I just feel like there's not a lot of alien movies anymore. And I do like alien movies. I mean it it's some I mean, that could be plausible. Like granted, I don't think aliens give a fuck about us, but like like what? You think the devil wants to possess you? What makes you so special? <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you this real quick: What horror movies? Uh, what horror movie villains actually scare you? Uh, horror movie villains that 
that have actually scared me. Scream scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. What would it um, scare you right now? Huh? What what would it scare you right now? No. Do I get scared of actual? No, not really. I mean, jump scares. I mean, are gonna fucking scare you. Something pops out, you're gonna fucking get scared. But yeah. nothing that I'm just kind of like. Uh, uh, talk to me was pretty fucking. Uh, that one pretty made me like look at shit in the dark a little bit more. <laughs> Especially when the fat dude started sucking on toes. Oh. No, when the kid is bashing his head against the, the banister, was, that fucking hurt. I felt that hit. Then it that didn't really scare me. It was it was the shit in the dark. I, I guess it's not that it scared me. It was that was disturbing. Like I I know there's nothing. I could go to dark. sleep after watching that scene. Nah. Well the the sound of the bone crunching gets me worse. But anyway. Yeah, that's my favorite sound. Puts me to sleep. You know, you know it's the only hard movie. Do it again. Time? Next time, again. do it with a baseball bat. I like the sound of the wood. Jesus no, no, fuck that. Only... Make it aluminum. I like the ding. Oh god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> a lot of things. Is this a? Is this the unofficial start of our Halloween season? I think it is because I mean October starts next week. I would say that this qualifies as a scary movie. Yeah. It's just a shame that we don't get enough uh, alien movies. I mean, I think Fourth Kind is really good for what it is. Um, Dark Skies is an eerie alien movie that's also pretty good. Like, it's just a shame. And, I mean, Signs, for all intents and purposes, is pretty pretty good. Um, It's just a shame we don't get a lot of alien movies anymore. I'm talking like scary alien movies, like where they're fucking possessing people. No, I can't remember the last time I saw a scary alien movie. I've yeah, seen like, several alien movies, alien films, but like that, like is like legitimately scary. Like you know, you don't see them anymore, which is a shame because I actually enjoy them. Like it's a nice break from the. What you touch the box? You mean the obviously demented box in the corner that no one touches? That box you touch? You stupid motherfucker! I mean, I love slasher movies. Like those are just always like fun to watch. But uh, but yeah, as far as like horror horror movies goes, yeah, it's nice to see a alien movie every once in a while. The one that I haven't seen yet is Sputnik. It's on Hulu also. It's a... I think it's in... It has subtitles. Uh-huh. Oh, a, a, uh, What's it called? Ah, fuck. The one with Gyllenhaal and... Uh, and Ryan Reynolds. Life. Oh, the one that's that I passed out That's a good fucking movie. horror movie. Dude, I'm sorry. They're all dumb. Like they died because they they were too stupid to be like, hey, we should flush this. I still like it. It was still good. Oh, it was great, but it was fucking horrifying. Life was good. That was another good alien movie. Uh, so, Electra's gonna be in in that movie. Who? Oh yeah, Electra. Yeah. Ben Affleck too. Yeah, Ben Affleck's gonna be in it. Apparently, it was Deadpool. Uh, not Deadpool. It was uh, Daredevil. They confirmed it. 
I cannot find anything about Ben Affleck. Well, I mean, if she's going to be in it, there's a good chance that he's going to be in it. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. All right. Any final thoughts before we go? Well, you haven't said if you liked it. Oh, I liked it. I give it a B. It's. I would give it a B. Huh? I'd give it a B. I wouldn't buy it on Blu ray, but if it's on streaming, maybe I would show it to a friend. Yeah, it's it's a quiet movie. It's something crazy, nothing horror filled. Um, if anything, I'll remember it because of the one line of dialogue, and hopefully, Caitlin never keeps building her resume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the rollback. All right, let's uh, let me do the outro. Thank you for joining us for our review of No One Will Save You. We put out reviews every week or so. This one will probably be coming out on Saturday. Please check us out wherever you get your podcast needs at the Rollback Podcast. You know, Google, Apple, Spotify, all the hits. We're all there. Even on YouTube, we'll put out some YouTube videos every once in a while. Uh, But yeah, check us out there. This was mine and Eddie's review of no one will save you and let's cut it. <laughs>